Welcome to Alabama Short Stories, when you're a little behind on your Alabama history. I'm your host, Sean Wright. I worked at Mr. Gaddy's Pizza when I was in high school. One of my co-workers was an on-and-off-again theater major. He had big dreams, as all creatives do. He wanted to be an actor and make movies, and he told me about a movie idea he had called Godzilla. The story is about an innocuous weed from Japan. It comes to our shores and turns into a monster that attacks the American South. Imagine an actor in a kudzu costume destroying cardboard buildings much like Godzilla did when he first appeared in the 1954 Japanese movie of the same name. Now, I always thought this was an excellent idea for a film, and I tucked it away in my mind as a future project. My co-worker must not have done anything with it. At least I've never seen or heard of it. It's probably a little too close to reality to make into a film. We don't have to imagine kudzu destroying or even just covering buildings. It's happening here in the South, just at a much slower rate than a movie would allow. But is it really as bad as we think it is? While kudzu is not uniquely Alabama, you can see it all over the state, I thought that it would make for a good short story. One of my favorite kudzu patches is at Red Mountain Park in Birmingham. On the west end of the park, there is a large open area around the number 10 mine. You will find oversized chairs funded and built by scouts for their eagle projects that ring this area. The sides of the hills and ravine are covered in kudzu. The best view is looking up into the site from the Redding Trail. The trail is a road, and during peak growing season, vines from the patch are trying to work their way across the street, only to be beaten back by maintenance workers and the inevitable freeze that will come in winter. Now, from this open area, you can duck back into the woods and continue to hike down one of the many trails. Do you know what's not in these woods? Kudzu. Now, I'll explain that, but first, a little history lesson. Kudzu is not unique to Alabama. You can find it everywhere in the South. It was first introduced to the United States during the Philadelphia Centennial Exposition in 1876. It was touted as a great ornamental plant for sweet-smelling blooms and sturdy vines. But it was a man from Georgia who got behind the plant and promoted it strongly. Channing Cope worked for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, where he wrote a gardening column. He also had a popular radio show, and it was his opinion that the true wealth of the South was in our soil. The South was mainly an agrarian society then, and he preached that erosion was a problem and would only get worse. And this was before the Dust Bowls of the 1930s, when severe droughts and a failure to apply dry farming techniques led to wind erosion in the West. Cope's idea was a system where you rotated cattle grazing on kudzu and natural grass. Kudzu grows like crazy and the cows could efficiently fight back the spread by eating it. If you're a farmer that wants to feed your cattle the nutritious kudzu, you have a few problems. First off, it takes a few years for kudzu to establish. Second, your cattle will eat it faster than you can get it established. And finally, you can't bale it. The vines would gum up a baling machine during the first few minutes you started baling it. The Army Corps of Engineers decided kudzu was all that was needed for erosion control. They ignored the other options this nutritious, edible, medicinal, and useful fiber could bring us. They also didn't consider that the weed would get out of control. Here's a funny thing. Kudzu is not as prevalent as you may think. In one report I read, kudzu only covers about 250,000 acres. 
In comparison, privet, another invasive species, covers 3.2 million acres. Kudzu is not as pervasive as we think it is, and there are a couple reasons for this. One is that we mistake kudzu for other similar-looking vines such as tropical creepers and cat's claw creeper. I watched a presentation on kudzu by Alabama naturalist Bill Finch, and he mentioned why we think kudzu is more pervasive than it really is. Vines only grow in a place called galleries. These would be streams and other open areas where light makes it to the forest floor. And as humans came in and created more trails and roads, we created more galleries. We had to dig out and level the landscape when we created paved roads making long and wide galleries. And following the Army Corps of Engineers' advice, we use kudzu to limit erosion. And we don't let the cows out of the pasture to graze along our roads. Kudzu continues to grow. Remember when I told you that at Red Mountain Park I would leave the area with all the kudzu for the forest and there would be no more kudzu? The same thing is happening along the roadway. If you see a lot of kudzu along the road and you park your car and walk in the woods, you would not see kudzu. But we tend to think that the kudzu just keeps going and going. Godzilla always had an enemy to battle. In my version of Kudzilla, our enemy is pretty docile. I send out a herd of hungry cows who in a couple of days' time consume Kudzilla. Doesn't make for riveting viewing, but our hero is the cow. Lucky for you, I present to you the first and possibly only time the Alabama Short Stories players performing Gone with the Kudzilla. Elizabeth, I have some terrible news. What is it, Robert? The great Japanese monster Kudzilla has landed on our shores and is headed straight for this house. Oh no! What are we going to do? We will have to take decisive action to ensure our way of life is upheld. When did you first hear about Kudzilla? I have known about it all my life. Really? And only now it's become a threat? It's always been a threat. A slow creeping threat. I've watched it take over abandoned buildings all across our state. When did Kudzilla land on our shores? 1876. 1876? That's almost 150 years ago. And now it's a threat? It's a slow, creeping, menacing threat. All right. All right. It's a threat. But what will we do about it? What about the children? I have called in reinforcements. Colonel Blackburn has agreed to bring in his troops. Are you talking about old man Blackburn from the farm down the road? Is he a colonel? Well, not exactly, but he has cows. Hungry cows. And he's agreed to move them to our field to fight Godzilla. Within a few days, the cows will consume every leaf and vine in that field, sending Godzilla back to the sea from which it came. That far? Well, more like our property line, but you get the idea. As God is my witness, those cows will never be hungry again. Mr. Robert, Miss Elizabeth, we have fought back Godzilla, but have discovered an even stronger enemy. Who? Privet. I'll think about the privet tomorrow. After all, tomorrow is another day. I hope you enjoyed this final episode of Season 3 of the Alabama Short Stories Podcast. I want to thank the Alabama Short Stories players, Susan Johns for playing the part of Elizabeth, Rob Brewer for playing Colonel Blackburn, and yours truly is Robert. Now this may be the final episode of the season, but we're already working on Season 4, which we hope to have available at the beginning of the new year. Now, if you're new to the podcast, make sure you go back and listen to earlier episodes. 
You can also support this podcast by purchasing a book, a shirt, a mug, or any of the other items in my store. All that information is available on the website at alabamashortstories.com. Thanks for supporting the show, and we'll see you next season.